Hello and welcome to South Texas Stories, a podcast that shares community history. I am Rene Reese, your host for today. My episode features Martin Sanchez. He is a lifelong Corpus Christi native who happens to be my girlfriend's father. He personally has experienced many hurricanes during his life here. These hurricanes may range from Category 1s to 5s. The one that he may recall and remember the most has to be Hurricane Celia. Hurricane Celia was a Category 5 hurricane that had hit Corpus Christi in August of 1970. Martin who had just turned 10 years old at the time, recalls some of the memorable moments that his family and himself encountered throughout this hurricane. Hurricane Celia had left a big impact on Corpus Christi and the surrounding area. Many people who went through this hurricane are really capable of remembering what had happened as this hurricane went on. The aftermath of this hurricane was unlike any other. Many homes were damaged, not only homes, but numerous businesses. Most of the people in Corpus Christi had never been through such an intense hurricane, considering that this was the last major hurricane that hit New Aces County in over 50 years. Corpus Christi sits on the edge of the Gulf of Mexico, so it is surrounded by water known as the Corpus Christi Bay. This means that no matter what kind of hurricane passes through, whether it is a Category 1 or a 5, People who are living here should take any type of precaution to be safe. Mother Nature can be very dangerous, especially living right by the water. We witnessed that with Hurricane Anna, who just happened to hit New Aces County this past summer. Despite being a Category 1 hurricane, we saw some extreme flooding along the beach and high winds. No matter what, you should always listen to the news to keep tabs on the hurricane, or simply board up for the safety of your family and house. It is better to be safe than sorry. Martin Sanchez's story shows us why it is better to be safe than sorry. Here he is talking about his family pre- preparations when Celia was headed for the city. What we did is we boarded up our house where we used to live at. Then we went to go stay with my brother because he had a brick home and he was living, he was still living there at the projects. So we went, went, went back over there. Started warning us, saying that, you know, if uh, you weren't too uh, sure of your surroundings, that they would uh, have uh, places where you could go and, and take cover while the hurricane came. As you can see that Martin and his family had fully boarded up their house due to the high winds and heavy rains that were incoming. He then remembers that the city had started to warn people about the possible intensification that many people were going to experience throughout this hurricane. In 1970, there was no such thing as social media or cell phones, so it was very difficult for many people to hear some news or spread the news. The only way to hear the news was to watch television or listen to the radio. August 3rd was the day that the hurricane had passed through. The winds had picked up pretty fast and he was capable of hearing things flying around outside. The the wind, the way the wind was and the rain, it was real strong and you would just hear a bunch of noises outside because uh, after a while my mom and dad put us, me and my other younger siblings in the, in the closet because it was in the middle of the house so they put us in there just in case. Corpus was in the center of the hurricane for a brief moment. 
They say that everything is calm when you are in the eye of the hurricane. I can see why Martin had insisted that his scariest moment was hearing the wind or once the hurricane had passed over. Because once the eye went over, it felt kind of calm, but you could feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the the rain. Uh, or, you know, I guess it was the middle, the eye of the hurricane, and you could just feel just nothing but pressure and a uh, little bit of water that was coming down. And then uh, all of a sudden, when it, when it passed through, it, it started raining again. This hurricane had passed by so quickly as Martin had recalled, but couldn't fully remember. There were many things that had happened during this quick hurricane. Man, to me, it felt just like not even an hour, but, but I can't remember. It's been already 50 years for me, so I couldn't remember. can't remember really on how long it was around there. Not too many people can recall what had happened during this hurricane as everyone was taking shelter, either inside the tub or underneath the mattress. This quick hour may have seemed like several hours for many other people. The aftermath of this hurricane was unlike any other and most people do not experience anything like this throughout their lifespan. When you live in Corpus Christi, you are taking a risk by the possibility of experiencing these dangerous natural disasters. There are chances that you may never forget about a hurricane or any event that was life-threatening. Celia slammed into the coastal van, killing 11 people, damaging 66,000 homes in Nueces County, and carving indelible impressions upon the psyches of people who lived through the monster storm. The aftermath was unlike any other. Houses were all torn down and there was no electricity for many citizens since the poles were down. There was no way to contact other family members or friends to just check up on them. We just went down the, the street, but everywhere you went, there were a bunch of houses that were torn up and a bunch of telephone poles were down. And Since there was a lot of damage, there has to have been a lot of injuries. Injuries may have included lacerations head trauma, electrocution, and broken bones. Most of these injuries may have resulted from collapsing roofs and flying debris. It must have been quite difficult for these people to seek medical attention right after a major hurricane had passed by, since there was a hospital that had collapsed due to the high winds right by the shoreline. This had meant that there must have been medical tents around to assist and aid people. Who were the people that were running the tents? I am sure that came into your mind. The people who had run the tents were actually nurses who came from surrounding areas. About 200 registered and licensed vocational nurses volunteered at the 48 Red Cross shelters, various aid stations and relief centers in in Corpus, Puerto Aransas, Aransas Pass, Alice, Refugio, Taft, Gregory, Portland, Robstown, Odom, Sinton and other smaller communities that were hit by this hurricane. I think that was Spawn Hospital because that one was close to the shoreline, to the mm-hmm. to Shoreline Avenue, and that's real close to the water. And they they were just doing tents and having emergency people go in there. And that's the one off off uh, off off the Bayfront Spawn Hospital downtown to me because a bunch of boats that were in the marina that were on top of the. 
Shoreline Boulevard and our our uh, big coliseum that we had in, in the front of the bayfront was torn apart bad. And a uh, bunch of houses were just out of electricity and some had their, their roofs um, taken off and windows broken. Most people who went through this hurricane can easily remember what had happened afterwards. They were all shocked from any injuries that they may have encountered or were just in total shock after seeing the destruction that the storm may have left. The people all came together and helped their city recover from this horrible natural disaster. This hurricane happened so fast, but it had left a long-lasting impact on Nueces County and its surroundings. It was the worst hurricane to hit Corpus Christi in 50 years. Winds gusted to an estimated 184 miles per hour. Damages in today's dollars would be nearly $2 billion. Martin, who has been a Corpus Christi native throughout his whole life, had some great advice for those who reside in Nueces County or the surrounding counties. Here is what he had to say about taking precautions. No, it's just that every time this, 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 the weather department tells you now that the, the hurricane is coming towards you, you know, you have to take it serious. Don't just start thinking, eh, I'll write it out, you know. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't go somewhere, go. But if you can't, you know, you have to prepare yourself good and, and take care of everything that you you have around you and your family and, and so forth, you know, because if you don't, then you will be hurting after the hurricane. You know, you just, I guess you just got to pray that it doesn't hit your house that bad. And uh, you know, that's one thing my mom, mom was always doing over there. She was praying all the time and, you know, I guess with God's uh, help, you know, we we survived it. You know, we might have lost a, a room in the house, but that's about it. Nobody else got hurt or we didn't lose a car. Well, you know what? I take it back. One of my brother's car window got broken, but that's about it. And, um, you know, just take care of whatever they tell you to do and, and, and pay attention. Listen. Can't take a, a hurricane that lightly at all. If it's a one or a five category, you still have to keep up, you know, with it. This has been Rene Reeves for South Texas Stories. If you would like to hear the full oral history with Martin Sanchez or to read the episode script, please go to South Texas Stories website connected to the Texas A&M University Corpus Christi Library. I would like to personally thank Martin Sanchez for conducting this oral history interview with me. And last but not least, I would like to thank you all for listening to this episode.